Well, Murray, um, boy, what can we say? We've talked about it. We've been planning it. And finally, we're here. Our first edition of uh, Sport Calgary this week. Uh, and what an opportunity for us to speak to everybody. Absolutely. It's a real turning point, I think, for Sport Calgary to enable us to succeed in fulfilling our mission. Uh, we spoke of it a year ago to our membership, to the public at our AGM, and after a lot of work and effort by a lot of people and a lot of uh, members and so on, uh, sponsors and so on, we're finally here today, and uh, it, it's great that we're able to do this today and uh, get this platform launched. So give me, give me your vision. Give me your idea of what you want to see, you know, with the new website, with the ability we have, the, the communication, the partners, the members. What's your vision? Well, our vision uh, as an organization and... Uh, which I'm really happy to be able to lead, mm -hmm. is that uh, we'll, we'll provide a real state-of-the-art digital platform to, to organizations, big and small, to individuals uh, around current issues, uh, relevant issues uh, that are important to, to our community, not just the sport community, but because sport is so important right. to Calgary, to the entire community, and that people will see us as uh, the platform they will turn to to get really relevant and uh, and intelligent information, uh, whether it's information about kind of a, a sport activity, about mm -hmm. recreation, about uh, what's available to the public, whether it's for an opinion on a current issue uh, in a, when we turn to our advocacy role, that they know uh, th that they that they want to turn to our platform in addition to whatever platforms we have. So we don't mean to replace other platforms, but we mean to be a complement to other platforms, to provide a platform where, where one doesn't exist. I'd love to see, in addition to uh, uh, broadcasts such as this, or some video streaming yep. capability. We have a Sport Calgary television. Uh, we have the support to provide to our member organizations, to events and so on, that we can enable, help enable them to, uh, to use that platform where otherwise they couldn't. So uh, with, the, with the disappearance of Shaw Community Television and others, I think there's a need to augment what the commercial broadcasters are doing, and I think we can move into that, into that breach. And at the same time, there's just so many amazing people, there's so many amazing stories uh, around the world of sport. It's just an amazing community in Calgary. Calgary's, I think, uh, quite unique in, in that regard, and we're quite unique in our own mandate and uh, our capacity now to, to fulfill it and i want to i, I kind of want to highlight that a little bit because i uh, you know not to turn this into a back uh, back padding festival but you know under your guidance you said we on some levels need to be entertaining on some levels we need to be engaging on on some levels we need to challenge and that they can't all be just promotion we we have to i think we have to take challenging topics or important topics and, and really give them life. Yeah, I don't think like I don't think we'd be a total failure if we we're only being promotional because there's a need for that. But we certainly wouldn't be successful in delivering our mandate. We have to be a combination of each. We have to provide all those functions. Right. And the the exciting thing about the actual platform when we have uh leading professional firms such as Evans Hunt and others that have helped get us there. We know we've got a platform that is state-of-the-art. Uh, we know that it is supported by the community. We've heard that from our members. 
from the time we first announced our intentions in this regard, uh, last year at our AGM, we've had nothing but positive feedback from, from our various organizations. So the demand is there. And as all the focus on sport issues and on sport have unfolded in our city over the past year increasingly, Increasingly, it's the future of this city is mm -hmm. going to depend on a lot of important sport issues that, you know, not just uh, economics either, it's social outcomes. That as that's evolved, our timing couldn't be any better. There's a need for it, and I, I think the opportunity is much larger even than we thought we, we were going to have. Uh, and the responsibility around it is much larger than we thought we'd have. So credit to our own volunteer board, to our own team of employees and staff uh, here or to our members to get us here but now we are charged with fulfilling that and that's really exciting opportunity it is and, and I, I again I can't stress enough the you know here's an opportunity for us to take a platform that has many different incarnations in this day and age but maybe turn it back a little bit to what it really originally started as was a place for debate and thoughtful conversation and you know, one side presenting or another side yep. presenting, and thing. There, there's a there's room for decorum, and there's yeah. and there's room in this day and age to sit here and actually have a, a conversation about a topic, yeah. which I think is the most exciting part of all of this. Well, exactly, and it's not just the role of the platform. That's what Sport Calgary itself is all about. That's why we really exist. If you go cut right to the core, right? Why is there a Sport Calgary? What what do we deliver that couldn't be delivered by promotional messages well we can deliver a lot more and it's all around that core that that'll help us be successful so when you look at some on some of those pending initiatives taking place of the community mm. say the new sport for life policy yep. that might be going to city council within the next few weeks it's all around a role for sport calgary that takes a leadership role in in public engagement and letting sport tell its tell that story it's about the triple bottom line it's not just economics of sport yep. it's not just how many hotel rooms get filled during a sport event it's about healthy outcomes healthy lifestyle it's about it's about uh, serving the needs of calgarians throughout the city but really focusing on all demographics all aspects of diversity so that that's what we're all about so we 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 we, we actually is our core role so when we talk about a Sport Calgary having a role in the new Sport for Life policy being successful right. if Sport Calgary fulfills a role, I don't think we could do it without our new platform. And because of these initiatives, uh, we're able to step forward and there is a confidence of, of, our, of our capacity in that regard. So, okay, you open the door. Let's do it. Sport for life. What do we need to know, Murray? I know it's not here yet, but what are we anticipating when somebody hears that? What should they know? What should they think about? Well, they have to know that the city of Calgary really led the nation really 10 or between 10 and 15 years ago when it established uh, a civic sport policy, which led to the creation of both Sport Calgary at the time called the Calgary Sport Council, and also the Sport Tourism Authority. Well, time's gone by, and uh, that policy's been been uh, updated. It's been a lot of public consultation take place over the last year and a half. That's going to bring forward to City Council, we hope, in the month of May, like coming up soon, in the next few weeks, a revised draft. We've... We'll, we'll be instrumental in helping bring that forward. And it, within that 
policy framework. There's an evolved role for sport tourism around uh, major events, sport events, and so that'll be updated, and that's great, and we'll mm -hmm. continue to be closely involved there so that when you look at Calgary hosting events in terms of sporting events, that's an important part of the fabric. And that leads to questions of legacy and so on, sure. not just on the scale of the Olympics, mm -hmm. but on the scale of, uh, say, the Max Tournament or something like that in terms of sure. Special Olympics, in terms of a lot of sport events and, and what they mean for our community. And then there's the side of uh, Sport Calgary's mandate and in addressing what the budget requirement, what what assets uh, should be planned uh, for the city, apart from Olympics or anything else. Mm -hmm. What's the ongoing requirement for investment in sport? And uh, again, our job is to tap the tap that as we have in the past. But beyond that, uh, we hope there'll be a focus not just on organized sport, which perhaps the uh, the old sport policy was more for focused on organized sport the 380,000 Calgarians that are involved with that, but going beyond that to more recreational activities in terms of making linkages between parks and sport, between recreation and organized sport, in terms of healthy lifestyles, in terms of, of just letting kids play, in mm -hmm. terms of giving people an affordable choice and lifestyle so that they uh, get involved with sport at a young age and that kids... Uh, kids get involved to multiple sports, organized or not, and then that in turn may lead them into organized sport, into elite sports. But the focus is much broader yeah. in terms of activity, encouraging active lifestyles, encourage just let them play, our, our, right. our philosophy. Uh, and, and that's what we're going to be quite vocal in being advocates for and uh, engage all the sport organizations as well. Are we going to find out anything new? Is anything you mentioned that you know, a decade ago, going down this path, or are things changing? Are we going to find out some things that may surprise us? So I think we'll find that uh, there's a much greater need uh, for uh, an, an importance placed by Calgarians mm -hmm. and by the community at large on healthy lifestyles and healthy outcomes. That I think there's been a lot of science that's evolved over that time frame yeah. in terms of making linkages between social, you know, the triple bottom line to, to activity in, in social, in sport and, and in recreation, in terms of uh, research in the field of health, in terms of, of uh, what that means for a healthy community. Physical health means a healthy community in all aspects, including economic and non-economic health. Uh, whereas probably a decade ago, Calgary was a smaller city, We've grown, we're, we're now a medium-sized large city, but I think we'll find we're much more diverse in terms of the geography. We're much more diverse in the kind of sports. Like in our own membership, we've, right. we're reflecting a lot more uh, sports that, that, uh, that have emerged. There's much more participation by girls in sport of all types than there might have been a decade ago. There's increasing uh, kind of focus on affordability in this economy. I think that there's a need mm -hmm. to bring sport to today's demographics. The Calgary of today is a much different city demographically. The diversity of our city is there in terms of all aspects, demographic, ethnic, uh, gender, and so on. So that's going to be reflected, I think, much more proactively than it was in the past. And that's going to find its way throughout the city in terms of what 
funding that was made available right. for community level facilities. So for sure there's still a need for the very large facilities such as the field house and the major facilities that are being looked at. But there's also a need for for uh, grassroots uh, community based uh, facilities too so that the they're accessible to people in the communities the way they live. That's what I was going to ask you. Accessibility can be somewhat of a catch-all term, but I'm yeah. assuming accessibility in in this context is making sure that all Calgarians, no matter age or physical ability, yep. has access to things for a healthy lifestyle. Absolutely, and that accessibility is, is all types of accessibility, and it also means kind of close to where they live mm -hmm. when you bring it sure. to, a very, to a larger city context that's quite geographically spread out uh, it means bringing it close to, to the homes of the people too so that they actually can use the facility and then the broader physical dimensions of accessibility and, the, and just the affordability side so there's some very high demand parts of the city that, that, that need services. At the same time there's still some outstanding issues that, that have been there for traditionally that haven't been addressed. One example would be the need to, to fund um, aging infrastructure. Sure. Like there, I think in studies from 15 years ago, there were um, identification that some of the aging infrastructure that was done through the 70s and mm -hmm. so on was a priority that should well, be addressed. The 67 build, right? Exactly. Bob Nicholson from Hockey Canada, I want to say almost 15 years ago, was talking about, hey, yeah. that centennial build... That, I mean, we're talking about a Calgary perspective, but that's a national issue. Absolutely right? national, and it really plays out in Calgary so that there is a real bow wave of investment in sport infrastructure all across the country, yeah. and that's led to a lot of our assets. So you bring that forward. That's not been addressed in the funding of Calgary uh, sport assets adequately. We feel strongly, and we're advocating for that. We hope that makes a priority in the current budget discussions. So... Uh, I, th I think the, the, the outcomes of recent uh, aging infrastructure, unfortunately, the outcomes didn't result in loss of life. We're oh, very Fairview lucky. Arena. Yeah, yeah, Fairview. Yeah. But that really has served as a catalyst, I think, to make sure that gets addressed. And there's a need for it. Yeah. So we're going to be really advocating for that in the budget discussions. We're going to continue to be advocating for multi-sport field houses and so on as well. But... Uh, the hope is that this policy framework will also serve as a catalyst against which investment decisions can be made, you know, investment in the broader sense, you know, in terms of the social investment and the financial sure. one, so that when city council, which is committed to a policy framework, yep. can then put a test around its budget decisions. So the budget is coming forward, uh, the next four-year budget with the new council terms is coming forward to council this fall, October or November time frame. The inputs are being there now. So that discussion and that input's really timely. Having this new framework and policy in place will really help drive that discussion. Murray, does, and I, I, I apologize, I should know the answer to this, but does Sport Calgary have a position or a thought on, you know, we're advocating for more facilities, but do we have a feeling on you know, maybe do we break the traditional norm of how facilities have been built or how they are run or how they are operated? 
The example I would give is that fantastic new tennis center in Southeast Calgary, which came about in maybe a different format. Is there a role to play in advocacy for things like that? Absolutely, and I think our hope is too that the new policy will will will, will set a framework where they can look at uh, public-private partnerships being applied okay. at the community level, where where the city funding can be augmented with. Uh, with other sources of, 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 of capital too yeah. and that allow Calgary to succeed uh, not just with the big programs I mean Calgary's invested tons of money in the major new community facilities that are now opening with the most recently with the Shane Homes and next year with mm-hmm. the uh, with the Quarry Park uh, kind of center but apart from that and there's been pub- private capital attached to that as, as shown in the naming but we look at other communities such as Edmonton, which is a really good case study of a community that provides for leverage funding of facilities, so that our hope is that there'll be some new approaches taken to augment the city's model, which has been really good. The city puts up lots of capital. It has a regular review of that. And then it's turned over to a not-for-profit to operate, and the, the not-for-profit then is charged with, with the getting sponsorship and so on. We think there's room up front for leverage funding. Sport Calgary, your question, does Sport Calgary have a role in that? I think we do. I think Sport Calgary can really be part of that catalyst. I mm-hmm. think we can bring forward to council, to city administration, uh, to community associations, to corporations, to the broader community, the opportunities that might be there. I believe we can be a catalyst for, uh, for, for taking some of those joint initiatives and bringing them forward to the city so that uh, when there's some capital available from the city, we can say there's leverage funding opportunities available. So yes, you can go ahead with that $40 million project that should take place at, in a certain community uh, and let's get on with it because lo and behold, there's five or ten million dollars of that can come from the private sector. So the great case study examples that we've had is with the tennis center. We've had it with the new Little League Diamond in in Stanley Park that opened. So between the likes of Sport Calgary, the Parks Foundation, the corporate community, uh, there's a huge opportunity. And we we make we've made that one of our priorities actually to be a catalyst for that happening. And I think there should be room for that in the new sport for life policy if there isn't we'll try to make sure there is <laughs> well uh, i guess if we're going to live up to our name which is uh, sport calgary this week we should talk about what has been not necessarily just this week but the last couple of weeks a very interesting challenging debate about the future of an olympic bid as we are recording this city will continue to move on and and look at a bid your perspective on what's transpired? Well, we were just uh, so pleased that City Council, in its deliberations, made the decision they did this past Monday in terms of taking it forward to the next step. That we totally agree that it would have been a short-sighted decision not to move forward. Um, and it was, it was just a shocker to, to me personally and to most of the sport community, I think that council, because of, a, say, two councillors changing their mind at the committee level, was able to stop a process that, that uh, without it, it reaching forward to into the next step mm-hmm. at that stage. So when that council meeting took place, of the committee of council meeting took place on the Tuesday, the, the week before, 
this week's community council meeting, it was just a shocker that they could take a turn and that the swing vote of two councillors, well motivated as they are, mm -hmm. could 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 have that big an outcome, just to to a lot of people, just totally out of the blue, and uh, witnessing that count that committee meeting on Tuesday, that Tuesday, there is just so much emotion. Like I think if you go around the table, everybody in that council table had a legitimate concern that they had to voice. It wasn't all the same concern necessarily. Some were around process, some were around right. communication, some were around fiscal concerns, some were around reputational concerns around the IOC and so on. We've heard all those concerns. And each one of them, in their own way, expressed a concern. And their fair concerns mm -hmm. really respect that concern being brought forward. But there was just so much emotion at play in that meeting that that meeting was definitely not an example of best practices in how a, a, a public body should carry on its meeting. It may not be the worst example you'd ever find of, right. a, of a committee meeting or a council meeting, but it's certainly not the best. So that's on the Tuesday. And the emotion, you take the emotion out of even Tuesday, a lot of respect for what everybody had to say and the points they raised. Valid concerns, take the emotion out of them. They're all capable of being, they should be addressed and need to be addressed and, and could be addressed within a short time frame. So then you fast forward then to this past Monday. I'd put that as the example of the best practices. It's one of the best meetings of the of a city council. And I've been to quite a few yep. and not just Calgary, other cities and so on. I think that was one of the best discussions it was city council at its best it was calgary city council at its best you go around that table again every member of that council uh, the, the mayor through the city councillors all had opinions they all voiced them they were respectful for each other they they kind of uh, respected each other individually and as a group and uh, they, 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 they they took a path which we think we totally agree with and applaud them for taking because it would be incredibly short-sighted to stop it at that point, especially without any warning. I would suspect it would have been very hard for Calgary. And everyone says, well, let's not spend the money on Olympics. Let's go, because we can, we can use it for some, something else. Well, I, I don't think that would, that's not the real world. No. I think the federal government went a long way to provide some backing to the for the Calgary's potential bid. They there was no other Canadian cities getting that on. They decided to back Calgary. They did that on the urging of Calgary and of the province of Alberta. So they made a significant commitment. And it, there's off ramps always, and they're not committed to go beyond any of the off ramps. And there's the June off ramp, and there'll be off ramps beyond that. Yep. But they made a big commitment. And then, if just without any warning whatsoever, right on the heels of their commitment, city, the city of Calgary council, by a swing vote of two people, two individuals, nothing against the individuals, just by that, by two, by two, by a swing vote of two, could stop it at that point in time. I think there would have been a tough credibility issue for Calgary going forward to get support for federal government f support. Right. And even Alberta to get, but Calgary specifically sure. for infrastructure funding, not just, not only necessarily for sport assets or investments, but for any backing from that order. Conversely, if you go through 
take the next steps, go through June, get the facts, find out what the potential is, get the public engagement process going in a proper way, which is going to happen now, fortunately, because that's essential. We've always maintained that it is. But that's going to go forward and get done. If that leads to an off-ramp being taken, whether it's in June or whether it's one, any point in time after, at least we'll have credibility. We'll have done our job. And I think we'll even have greater credibility in going into federal orders of government or, mm-hmm. or, or provincial ones in order to get support for Calgary. So I think in terms of that dimension of short mind, short-sightedness uh, would have been terrible for Calgary as a community, would have been a terrible for sport investment in sport and generally for investment in peripheral, you know, kind of driver infrastructure like transportation, whether it's roads or whether it's LRTs to airports or anything. So we've preserved a large measure of credibility. So kudos for council for for having that vision. Kudos for the way they conducted that discussion. I mean, a lot of valid points are still out there. They do have to be addressed. They have to be addressed objectively. They have to be obje- uh, addressed uh, on a timely basis. And it's only right that Calgarians have the say. It's only right that, at the end of the day, Calgarians have their say. And again, that council, I'm sure, seeing it in action at its best last Monday, or this past Monday, seeing it at its best, I have no doubt that that council will respect the public at the end of the day, too. And they'll make the right decision for for Calgary. And I think they're capable of doing that now that a lot of that emotion's been removed. So I think that whole week served a purpose. I think it allowed people to air some of their frustrations, allowed them to speak emotionally because they're passionate about it. They all have their own style, and that's politics. That's not our... That's not our domain, but it served a purpose to have that that test, and it's going to go forward. And between now and June, there'll be work done, and between June and, no, and, no, and October, there'll be more work done. Between October and a plebiscite, there'll be more work done. And lo and behold, by the time we're talking about this next year, we'll have made a the community will have made a there'll be a decision taken by council. By, with the support of the community, and if it goes forward, very good likelihood it would have the support of the other orders of government. And if along the way an off-ramp is taken, then at least along the way they've had a chance to discuss and assess what the requirement is for sport, and sport investment in sport assets for, for our city. And that came, I was pleased that that came out. Right, I was going to ask you about that. During the course of the really good, you know, those discussions and they went around the table uh, on, on, on last Monday, a couple of councillors were able to to ask city administration what's it mean if you take out the incremental effect of an Olympics and the investment in it in terms of what's required for investment in sport, that they were able to get agreement that things like a multi-sport field house in terms of community assets uh, in terms of investing in some of the aging infrastructure, which I talked about earlier, those are all priorities. They've got to find their way. They will find their way into the draft budgets that go to council for consideration in October, regardless of what happens with Olympics. Those are going to find their way into the draft budget. And that is a really positive development because that field house, multi-sport field house, 
just uh, thought about it at the Booster Club dinner the other night. It was Doug Kyle and others. That was the priority for this city back in the 1950s, for Pete's sake. It was the priority for this. Every study, every study, it's been out there. It's been the top unfunded priority list for, for many years. It's top priority, unfunded parentheses. So to hear them say there's going to be monies put into the budget, draft budget, because it's, mm-hmm. it's just a draft, and from the and, and, and uh, Mr. Stevens say that in the realm of sport assets, that field house will be brought forward. And yes, over the next four-year plan, there's 400 million bucks of investment that's going to be required, not just for lakes of the field house, but for community level and for reinvestment. That, that's, that's good that that's in the parameter. It's good that'll be included. And again, there'll be a great debate at City Council this October and November around the next four-year budget cycle. Again, I, ho- I, I, I hope it's a respectful one that we see City Council again at its best, looking at it objectively. And it's not going to be all sport versus the arts or something. They've got to balance what's needed for this community. But we're glad that sport is being recognized as part of that mix. And Sport Calgary hopes to continue to serve a role and and, and uh, working with councillors and city administration alike to give them needed information, to give them a perspective on it that that perhaps removes some of the emotion. I mean, we're obviously going to be passionate about sport. Sure. Our name ain't uh, <laughs> other than Sport Calgary. So for sure they know we're pro-sport, but we hope we can be pragmatic and realistic about it and help them get the facts that they need in bringing forward what they need in their ridings and their... In their uh, you know, throughout the city and also in terms of same thing for our membership, what they bring. If we can help that, then we're serving, we're going to help make a difference in the city and our web platform is going to help us do that. So back to the start of this conversation, it's it's coming together and it's it's really important times and uh, we really appreciate uh, what everyone's doing to help us fulfill that, including yourself, sir. This is great. I I guess before we end then, let's do a little self-promotion because our next big event is All Sport One Day. Well, yeah, we're, that's coming up in June, and uh, again, it's uh, great to give uh, uh, provide throughout the city a number of venues, multiple sports for kids to be able to come and uh, try try for free to uh, get introduced to sport. And uh, as a result of that, I think it'll make some differences in some lives, and uh, and, and it's what we're all about. And uh, sport is a is is a good thing for for. For the family, it's a good thing for the community overall, and uh, that day helps get people interested uh, on a family basis through their kids uh, yeah. doing so. More information at sportcalgary.ca, which is also where you're going to find this podcast and the rest of our content. Murray Sigler, this has been fun. We get to do this all the time now. Well, we're really excited about that. It is a lot of fun. <laughs>